We're joining with Tess today, who is an incredible counselor, and she's been super supportive to me in some of the healing work that I've done. Um, so today we're going to chat more specifically about um, post-shadow and trauma work and tools that we can use to shift our trajectory after going into those deep, dark places. Um, and also about boundaries and radical self-care, which are things that come up time and time again in, in my work and really important parts of the teacher training I found is when everyone talks about boundaries. So I'd love for you to just share a little bit about yourself and your background. Yeah. Um, well, uh, my background, I've worked in mental health and addictions coming on six years now. Um, my past, I struggled a lot in my past. Um, I was very, very far away from my authentic self. Um, and cut off from my spirituality, which I was very spiritual in my younger years. And I actually went through addiction, um, and then I, I got really sick and had a near-death experience. And then I found a teacher who taught me how to do shadow work, and I worked with her for about three years. And then I healed a lot of stuff within and um, I realized that I really wanted to help other women who've dealt with trauma and addiction. So I went back to school and I've also completed Dr. Gabor Mate's one-year program, which is based in childhood trauma and understanding your core belief systems and coping mechanisms and adaptations of your personality and just moving back to the authentic self. Cool. I love Dr. Gabor Mate and... Um, Tess and I have a lot in common. We've both struggled with some autoimmune issues over the years. Yeah. And I think what we've both understood through that is the connection between our, our stress um, and our physiology and our psychology and how they're so intimately interwoven and, um, and how we can, it's, it's vital that we can go inward to these icky sticky places um in our bodies where we're holding trauma and and work towards liberating them mm -hmm. and something that i loved about my sessions with you was um you just had a really beautiful way of mirroring um a tool that i could take with me to focus on so mm -hmm. i wasn't just stuck in my um you know you open up a big box of of stuff that that I may have been avoiding for a while and so some of your tools to kind of get unstuck and shift I would love for you to share yeah for sure um so a lot of the tools are being able to really understand your triggers right so recognizing your triggers, identifying your triggers, and then understanding that they really aren't anything to do with the present moment. They may feel that way, but they're always linked to the past and usually to childhood difficulties and childhood trauma. So once we can uncover our triggers and the way we can do that is to really identify what feelings or emotions are underneath and the perception that is attached to it. 
And so when I say the difference between feelings and perceptions, feelings are usually, you know, fear, anger, sadness, shame, frustration, anxiety. Perceptions, a lot of people will say, um, I feel abandoned, but that's actually not a feeling. So you have the perception that you were abandoned. So if you can understand what perception is coming up along with the feeling that you have, so say it's feeling left out, which is the perception of being left out. And then you feel a loneliness or a sadness. And so identifying those and then asking yourself, is this familiar? Have I felt this before in my life? And then trying to remember the first time you ever felt this way. How far back does it go? How far back in childhood does it go? And so linking to that and then just really giving space to feel those feelings because that sadness or whatever emotion is coming up is coming up to be felt. So a lot about shadow work is really, really feeling our feelings and embracing those feelings and not trying to push them away. Um, so that's generally um, like shadow work for beginners and following that process. And once you get better at that and uh, really work into that, you can start to connect patterns and see how the present trigger is really nothing to do with the present it has to, to do with the past and then you can heal that and the next time these triggers come up you you know how to deal with them in a different way I love that it's it's really about becoming the witness of our um, some unconscious habits and I think that something that um, my mom has always said is we feel to heal mm -hmm. and um, you know, we can't think our way out of uh, a pattern. We can't think our way into a better future. Yeah. Like our thoughts are a great tool, but um, having someone like you to hold that space and or a safe person to hold space to to go into those places is so valuable. Yeah, it's definitely nice being guided within that in a safe place, right? The allowance to be able to feel those feelings and bring those feelings up. And maybe even if you're confused and because some people can't identify their feelings that are coming up. So sometimes I'll just lead a person into the sensations in the body, right? What's, what do you have a tightness in your throat? What does this tightness want to speak? And so being guided can, can really be helpful in those ways for sure. And then you yeah. can take the tools home with you after, right? And then, you yeah. know, and, and do it yourself, right? Once you start to learn and put those tools in your tool belt. Absolutely. There's more of a, an awareness around that. It was interesting this morning. Um, I, it was coming to my mind about um, empaths and sensitive, energetically sensitive people. And I know that you've posted a YouTube video about that, which I found to be super valuable information. Um, but something that I love about my friendships with empathic friends is is um really giving each other the permission to um set boundaries and mm. and do self-care because I know that it's it's so easy for us to um to fall into like a people pleasing yeah. way of being and I know you and I have supported each other in subtle ways with that. Yeah. And I just really appreciate the people in my life that if I say I'm not feeling well, I'm tired, something feels off, 
that it's okay to go home. It's okay to cancel. It's okay to um, put yourself first. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I would love our culture to be a little more gracious about is um, less pushing, forcing, and really allowing each other to honor what we need. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's really hard in our society today because we're always taught to, you know, go harder, be stronger, do more, right? And so sometimes doing more is, is resting, right? Rest is such an important piece of that. And understanding in our lives where we aren't setting up proper boundaries, where do we have problems saying no, Why, where we're saying yes to others but saying no to ourselves. And so just really checking in with that. And understanding, like, just saying, you know, is this serving me right now? Right? Yeah. And if it's a no, then to follow that. But For it sure. takes time to, to shift in that perspective or change those patterns, right? It takes that uh, responsibility to be consistent within it. And yeah. The more consistent you are, then the easier it gets. Yeah, it can be... Um, it can take a lot of courage to say no when we need to. And we may notice that people, you know, fall out of our lives or judge us. And mm-hmm. being okay with that at the end of the day, that our health, um, I think when we betray ourselves to the point um, where we get sick, where which is kind of what happened to me. I mean, autoimmune is like a, such a spectrum of of things that contribute to that illness um it can look very different for for everyone but I know for certain that um that energetic betrayal of ourselves is is stress on our on our bodies and there comes a point where it's like do we have to get sick to put ourselves first Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a wake up call. Right. So because when we're saying yes to others and no to ourselves, we're actually giving up our authenticity for usually for approval and attachment, which happens in our childhood. We do the same thing. Right. It's that repetitive cycle that that we're so used to is mostly uh, like when we're children, we will give up our authenticity for attachment or approval, approval. Um, and people pleasing, right? And it comes in a different form when you're a child and it's very unconscious. But um, if we continue that pattern because we want to be loved, we want to be accepted and we feel uh, that if we say no, then we won't be accepted. So it gets to a point of really choosing our authenticity and our truth over what others think. And like you said, yeah, sometimes people will leave our lives. And most of the time, in my experience, people will have a hard time with it because they're so used to you doing things for them and never saying no. But when you start to say no, they struggle with it, but they eventually come around. Right. And then, then relationships actually get stronger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that because you're being the example, um, that they are not using for themselves. So Mm -hmm. it's uncomfortable for them because they know something within them, you know, it's the people that are, not good at boundaries that are usually the ones that are pushing, trying to push past others. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what are some 
of your tools you touched on in, in the video and I, I recommend everyone going checking out your YouTube channel. Um, but just to reiterate some of those tools for the empath, um, you know, not even empath for everyone mm -hmm. um, to balance out our energy and to like communication skills about um, setting boundaries, things like that. Okay. Yeah. So were you uh, thinking regarding like keeping, noticing our vibration and uh, shadow work tools? Yeah. 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 So um, just really being aware of where your natural vibration is at, right? So where your homeostasis is at. And so a lot of the work that you do is, is reminding yourself or remembering to come back into homeostasis and noticing what in your environment is taking you down. And like in times right now, I mean, the collective, it's, it's really um, intense right now in the collective. So we're going to be feeling a lot of those energies and there's a lot of information being thrown at us every day and um, rules and regulations and not being able to see family and friends and lots of separation. So just noticing what is taking you down in your environment. Are you watching too many videos in the day? Is this bringing your vibration down? And, and things you can do to bring your vibration up is just to take deep breaths, center yourself. Again, feel your feelings. So if there's fear coming up or anger coming up, sadness coming up, make sure to honor those feelings. And then, but you don't want them to be hanging around too long, right? Like process them but then give them back at the end of the day. So what I like to do is just to, to connect with, with the earth and then connect up above and then send my, my feelings and emotions back down to the earth and let them go. And just say, I choose to vibrate at the highest vibration that is possible within me. So that's a really good practice to use daily. Um, and then with setting up boundaries with others, um, this is the same thing, right? So just, recognizing where you're not saying no in your life, recognizing where you're giving out extra energy, where it's draining you. So is it at work? Is it with certain friendships? Is it with every friendship? Is it a certain family member? And mm -hmm. what can you do to take steps to, um, to change that pattern, right? So really looking deep within and asking the hard questions within. Yeah. Allison, who's been an amazing coach for me, she's on the the live here um is just mentioned something about watching too many videos and i definitely relate to that i a boundary that i've set recently that um feels good <laughs> that i just say i cut conversations off about the c word yeah. um because i just don't want to keep on this cycle of perpetual negativity mm -hmm. and while I don't want to have um be indifferent to what's going on but it's so important that we take charge of our own vibration and um you know be the change like Gandhi said be the change that you wish to see in the world will like be the vibration that we wish to feel when there's this heavy collective um, feel that takes a real conscious uh, focus and a real conscious awareness to call a spade a spade when you feel, start feeling 
drained and spiraled in within conversations. And I catch myself doing it too. Mm. Um, and I can feel my energy start to drop and I'm like, okay, time to shift gears. Yes. <laughs> Let's shift into, um, you know, a topic that inspires us or how can we turn our mess into our message? Absolutely. Yeah. I struggled with the same thing, right? Wanting to be aware, but then watching too many videos and noticing how much it was taking me down. So I set the same boundary. I don't watch any videos unless it's uh, positive, right? So I love to watch Lori Ladd, for instance, if I feel down. I don't know if you know her at all, but she has some great videos and they really, she really helps for me to raise my vibration and come from a positive state instead of diving into that negativity. So yeah, it's yeah. just noticing what is around you that's taking you down and draining your energy. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I know some self-care tools that that I make a non-negotiable. I, I try not to put too much pressure around it, but sometimes I need a little bit of discipline to just show up to my yoga mat and just get mm. into one pose <laughs> or, you know, get out into nature, even if it's just walking on my backyard grass for five minutes, if mm. I don't feel like doing a big hike, um, you know, having a bath every night if I need to, just mm. making self-care um, like a non-negotiable, like breathing and drinking water. <laughs> Absolutely. It's so important, right? And I think that we think if we, we need to be productive, that we have to go, 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 go. But doing that self-care and taking those breaks and taking that time actually in the end will make you more productive, right? So it seems counterintuitive, but it's not. And it's it's so important. And I've really struggled with that in, in my life of really needing to take breaks, like when I notice my critical mind's like, do more, do more, do more, I completely stop and do the opposite of what it wants me to do and yeah. take a break. And it's been highly beneficial. So it's important because otherwise, like, like you and I, we both struggled with autoimmune. And a lot of that does have to do with pushing past the point and not recognizing where our boundaries are. Yeah, it's not sustainable for anybody. And if it's not autoimmune, like it could show up later on in life as some sort of an issue or condition or the universe will force you to slow down. Yeah. And um, some of the silver linings within that are like when you do give yourself that opportunity to like let the pendulum swing into um, a more quiet inner state. I find that I am renewed with um, innovative and creative ideas to move forward. So, for example, I, I spent quite a bit of time um, off work in the last year. And now that my energy is like coming back into my work, I'm super inspired to be doing like these live stream conversations. Mm -hmm. Does not feel like work at all. It feels like inspiration and there's there's like a great charge behind it where I'm not um it doesn't feel like I need to drink two cups of coffee and push myself mm. through it yeah absolutely um, yeah well that's your passion right and so but when we're drained even our passions become work 
So you're giving yourself that time to, to really thrive in that, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Which is an interesting thing, too, because I also felt like I wanted to quit. <laughs> I wanted to quit yoga. I wanted to quit all of my, um, you know, group therapeutic work. Um, but really, I just needed to take a good solid break and mm. and re-nurture myself and and also reconsider what what ways that I can innovate and and change to to create inspiration, which I think that, you know, everything in the universe is constantly innovating, mm. include, including viruses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't, can't, we have to continue with that flow of, of evolution and innovation. Otherwise we will feel stagnant and there's a certain level of vulnerability that, that comes with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, absolutely. How do we, take our vulnerability by the hand and and just show up yeah it's the it's vulnerable vulnerability is true strength right so it's it's an important thing and when you can be vulnerable so many doors open up when you get really get curiosity curious about your vulnerability as well and really dive into that so many doors open yeah including creativity yeah Mm -hmm. Something about boundaries that I wanted to touch on too is, um, and maybe you have some insight around this. Um, I know when I've like worked with my coaches around vulnerabilities, like or not vulnerability, boundaries, um, is we can easily go into this place of guilt and shame, and we want to like create a whole story around saying no. And it's been like a big, I don't know how many times I've written a text message and then just like erased half of it because I I don't have to explain why I need to change plans or why I need to take care of myself. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, that's a big thing about saying no is having this explanation. And I used to do the same thing and I still catch myself sometimes, right? But um, it takes that conscious awareness of, not having to explain yourself but yeah it definitely comes down to really connecting to those core belief systems that are created around saying no right you can you can't really change a pattern until you really get to the root of it why why can't i say no why do i have to explain myself is it because i want to be accepted is it because i want to be loved do I feel like I'm being selfish? Like, what what are those core belief systems? And so once you can get to the core belief of that and then really call it out when it comes up. So when it's uncomfortable and you say no and then there's guilt that comes up, right? Guilt or shame, which is really common, especially for people-pleasing, just to honor that guilt and shame and notice it there, that it's there, but also call it out. Is this true, right? Mm-hmm. Do I... Do I have to be guilty? Am I guilty? Have I done anything wrong? No, I'm taking care of myself. I deserve to take care of myself. And so mm-hmm. just um, debunking those core beliefs that come up with that. Yes, and letting go of the need to be accepted and validated by mm-hmm. other people when like there's always going to be people in our lives that are going to disagree or that are going to try to um invalidate who you are um and so it's 
takes courage to to and vulnerability to show up in that way it definitely does yeah it's it's very vulnerable but the more and more that you practice it the easier and easier it gets and i know that from my own experience because it was really hard for me to start to say no to people right but recognizing mm-hmm. that it comes down to the point where if you want to heal and you're on a on a journey back to yourself and really wanting to step into a place of empowerment it's choosing your authenticity every time no matter if it makes someone else uncomfortable because you're really not here to make anyone else comfortable right life's uncomfortable yeah. sometimes so it's being okay with that being yeah, being comfortable in the discomfort it's interesting because as a like as a yoga teacher and yoga training facilitator i find that it's almost my role to like encourage the uncomfortable right Um, yeah and same with you it's like being in this role of um facilitating transformation and change we really have to um become comfortable with uncertainty and discomfort etc but also just taking those tools with us to like bring the hero's journey full circle and and offer those tools of reintegration um and one of them for me was um, reaching for joy mm. in, in my session. And that's just been something that um, through my deep inner work and shadow work from my childhood, um, it's something that has really helped me like pull out of that is, is witnessing and noticing what really brings me joy in my life, even if it's really simple and silly and, um, but it's just such a, an amazing way to expand into a new liberated version of ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so important to find those things that bring us joy and where like for your instance, if you don't mind me saying was you were suppressing joy, right? Mm-hmm. Even to believing that you don't deserve that joy. But when you are a child, you're this joyful, joyful child, right? It's your natural state. So connecting back with that is so important for you and so many others as well. Yeah. I think we forget in our world today, it's we're so busy, right? And joy is, you can find joy in the smallest things, right? If you just are open to it. Yeah. I have another question for you. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel that this is important because, it, um, you know, I've learned the most about um, getting better when I was at my worst. <laughs> yeah. Um, what were some of those, like, in that time of, times of your life where you've gone through some, like, pretty intense challenges, mm-hmm. what were some of the things that you reached for that helped you through? Hmm. So honestly, doing, doing shadow work is what saved me. And it was about getting really curious about the way that I tick. So, and, and not in a heavy way, right? Um, trying to have some lightness with it, within it and seeing it as something that was joyful and fun and that I wanted to do instead of it being like the work. And so really, um, yeah, just getting really curious and learning the different tools. Again, 
feeling my feelings. That was huge. That's a huge tool because it's so easy for us to just push our feelings away, suppress our feelings, want them to go away. Um, and also same with different parts that we see in ourselves, right? Like the critical mind that you know, can doubt ourselves and calling it out, but not wanting to get rid of these parts. It's about really embracing all of your parts. So for me, it was um, coming to a place of loving the unlovable, what I labeled unlovable within myself, and really, really trying to come to a place to accept all of that within instead of trying mm-hmm. to change myself. So that was a huge catalyst for my change because a lot of my suffering came from a lot of uh, parts of myself that I disliked about myself Yeah, and was pushing them away. It's interesting. Um, when I think about this, I, I, I like to think about astrology or come back to astrology because it's just mm-hmm. helped me understand, um, you know, having a lot of water in my chart, um, water representing emotions. And I know that you've got some big water signs mm-hmm. in your chart as well. And, and women, like we, we may come, we may come by our emotionality and our emotional processing very honestly, and it might look different for, for us or the empath. Um, than somebody that's very earthy or masculine. Um, so just navigating, um, who we are in terms of our, of our constitution and our personality that we may, I, I definitely know that I'm a crier. I just, (laughs) that's how I process. And some of my, yeah. Some of my friends are very like earth and fire and they might have a tendency to be more stubborn or angry or, but I mean, they have their positive um, light of every, of every um, element as well. So I guess just embracing um, our authentic nature and that, um, you know, some of us, may need to process differently than others absolutely absolutely some people may even feel a numbness right and can't connect with with their feelings but there's nothing wrong with that that numbness actually is a feeling and just connecting with that and seeing what's underneath it's just getting curious about how we tick and how we process and yeah everybody yeah. processes differently very yeah. differently yeah I feel like well through ayurveda and astrology too because it's very much like working with the elements and understanding um you know what might be dominant within our constitution Mm. and i find that because i am a lot of water um that a lot of water and air um that um grounding is really healthy for me so like bare feet on the earth and also um, being by running bodies of water or swimming, like things like that I find to be really nurturing and soothing. So it's kind of like we can do a little check-in of, okay, am I, am I really fiery? Maybe I need to go rinse off in the water. Maybe I need to work with the fire element in a meditative way. Yeah, absolutely. Or if there's someone that's very frustrated and fiery inside, exercise is a really good way to let that out. And so, yeah, just, just what, like you said, is your constitution 
checking in with that and being aware of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Any little nuggets of wisdom? Um, yeah, just, you know, there's a lot, I, like a lot of my clients, a lot of people I talk about or talk to, you know, are doing the work. But I think it's so important to also understand that we are perfect just the way we are. And it's not about changing who we are or getting rid of any parts of us. I think that's a misconception is when you start doing the work on yourself of wanting to get rid of maybe these shadow aspects or the parts we don't like. But it's really about embracing all of these parts within and accepting all of these parts yeah. and not being shameful of them. And just and having a lightness to the work, right? Not taking it so seriously. Yeah, for sure. Adding a little levity and yeah. humor and playfulness with it. Yes. I wish someone had told me that when I started uh, doing work on myself about a decade ago, right? I was too serious in it. And I think it's important to have some fun with it and have some lightness. Mm -hmm. And also know that you're just perfect the way you are and you don't need to, to change anything, right? We're already whole and healed. We just, um, you know, generally need to find out our core belief systems and challenge those core beliefs, belief systems that we believe about ourselves. I love that. Yeah, I've, I will paraphrase a quote here. I can't even remember where it came from, but um, it's about yoga. Like, you are yoga. You are the infinite. And it's just about peeling back the layers or peeling peeling away the mud to find the lotus underneath absolutely. absolutely um and share with us just a little about what you offer and how people can find you yeah so i'm offering one-on-one -on -one sessions um and they're about an hour and a half sessions and i'm actually currently offering free discovery sessions which are 30 minutes long so you can connect with me uh, through Instagram, or you can connect with me on my website, which is uncharteddepths.net. And um, I also have a YouTube channel as well, where I discuss a lot of these subjects, and you can connect with me on there as well. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It was lots of fun chatting with you. All right. Well, have a great rest of your day. You as well. Bye, Juliana. Bye. And just has this beautiful way of merging astrology into her.